0: Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Fiona Bennett and I'm all alone today with you, dear listeners. Michael, who you would normally hear saying, and I'm Michael Schaefer, is not with me today. Uh, he's busy doing what he does so brilliantly, performing in a show at the National Theatre. They're doing their previews and press night this week for the show Grenfell, in the words of survivors, which is something I'm sure he's going to tell us more about when he, when he gets back. So for today, I'm here alone. And that's okay, because there's lots of things to tell you. And there's a fabulous episode to share with you. So I won't uh, witter on too long. But yes, a huge thank you to everybody who's been in touch in the various ways since the last episode. It was a thrill and a joy for us to share that conversation with Lois P. Jones and the fabulous Rilke poem. And many of you have been in touch about that. So I'm so glad that you enjoyed that as much as we did. I'm not going to do the usual thing that Michael and I do where we we slightly tease you about what's coming up. I'm going to just take us straight in because it was an enormous pleasure and delight to speak to our guest who's coming up in this episode, the glorious Selena Godden, poet, essayist, activist, novelist, writer extraordinaire and mover and shaker of the poetry world and many other worlds, I think, too. We've been sort of wanting to get the right time to speak with Selina because she is one of the poets who's had poems nominated by other people. In fact, twice we had the delight of featuring her poem Pessimism is for Lightweights, which was brought to us by Hannah Jane Walker when we were at Latitude. Also a poem called This Poem, which was one of our earliest episodes. So we've been featuring her own poems and so obviously we've been wanting to talk to her about the poem that's been a friend to her and we finally managed to align all our diaries and it was an absolutely hugely enjoyable conversation incredibly insightful so I'm going to take us straight in there to listen to Michael and I talking about You Don't Know What Love Is by Kim Adonizio the poem that's been a friend
1: to Selena. So I suppose we should, instead of just idle chitter-chatter, t- talk to you about the, the poem that's been a friend to you.
2: Well, before we do that, can I just shout out some of the poems that are also friends to me that we're not going to discuss? Please,
1: though. Yeah, that'd <laughs> okay, be great. So here are
2: some of the poems that are on my list. My list is great. Um, so imagine this is like a festival in your brain. Some of the poems are William Blake, London, Bob Dylan, The Times Are a Changing, I see that as a poem. Emily Dickinson, Hope is a Thing with Feathers. Bob Marley, Redemption Song, I see that as a poem. Prince sign of the times, Christopher Logue, I shall vote Labour, Maya Angelou, Still I Rise, Shakespeare's Hamlet, To Be or Not To Be, Jock Scott, You're Right, or Jock Scott's Mod Poem, Baudelaire, Get Drunk, Joel Taylor, Everything You Ever Lost, Samuel Taylor, Coleridge, Kubla Khan, Gil Scott Heron, Whitey on the Moon, Adrian Mitchell, Tell Me Lies About Vietnam, Mary Oliver The Summer Day, Ada Limon The Quiet Machine, Tracy Chapman, Fast Car, Nikita Gill, The Versions of People You Will Never Forget, and Leonard Cohen, Famous Blue Raincoat. So there's some poems that we could be talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is just amazing. What an incredible list.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really got involved in this task. (laughs) 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 But anyway, I'll let you introduce the poem that that is the one that is the one that we're going to talk about today. Well, I'm
1: very pleased to hear several that we've been uh, fortunate enough to To feature on on the podcast here as well so that's that's really great do you want to kick us off by reading it out for us selena oh
2: sure thing okay you don't know what love is but you know how to raise it in me like a dead girl winched up from a river how to wash off the sludge the stench of our past how to start clean this love even sits up and blinks amazed She takes a few shaky steps. Any day now, she'll try to eat solid food. She'll want to get into a fast car, one low to the ground, and drive to some cinder-block shithole in the desert, where she can drink and get sick and then dance in nothing but her underwear. You know where she's headed. You know she'll wake up with an ache she can't locate and no money and a terrible thirst. So to hell! with your warm hands sliding inside my shirt and your tongue down my throat like an oxygen tube. Cover me in black plastic, let the mourners through. (sighs) Such a great poem, isn't it? I love it so much.
1: Incredible, thank you.
2: It is an incredible
0: poem and it was extremely powerful just to hear you give us those words, actually. It's sitting amongst this amazing array of poets that you've kind of surrounded us with by, by mentioning the other poets who who have been friends to you. But I guess in particular to this poem, where did your
2: relationship with it begin? There's a lot to say here. Um, I find this poem very visceral. I find it very dark and and slightly funny as well. There is a dark comedic thread in there. I also see myself in there. I myself have danced in my underwear in some cinderblock shithole and it kind of, it feels very um, of somewhere where I've been and learning to say no and learning to turn that person away. I think the thing I find particularly fascinating in this poem is those three words, so to hell, because they could mean two things. She could mean so to hell with your warm hands sliding aside my shirt as in I won't have it. Or she could mean why not your warm hand sliding inside my shirt, and it's that ambiguity which I'm really drawn to, and which I find really powerful in this poem. This kind of self sabotage, this self, um, the self destructive, and that's going on in the in the m- middle section of that poem. You know, blinking, amazed, few shaky steps, hardly eating. You know, and that kind of thing. That's it's So very much reminds me of me in my twenties, but then. Um, is she protecting herself or is she saying i can take it and uh, and there's a survival in there which i recognize I really do recognise myself in quite a lot of Kim's work. I've got another collection here, Wild Nights, which I recommend. The title, Wild Nights, tells you, you know, we're really going to go there and we're really going to see some stuff. But then also there's stories of survival and there's sensitivity and there's liveliness and it's fierce and it's spicy and it's boozy and it's punk, but it's also got so much substance and so much soul and will not be written off and will not be shushed. And I really love that about her whole body of work, actually.
1: It's such an arresting first line here, isn't it? You don't know what love is, but you know how to raise it in me like a dead girl winched up from a river. Mm. When I first read this, I was going, I, I don't know where I am. This is immediately kind of grabbed my attention and making me sit up and go, "What? what is this? And then the love in it becomes like a baby so we've gone from a dead girl to like a baby sitting up and blinking taking a few shaky steps any day now she'll try to eat solid food
2: yeah but is there a, a thing there of maybe not a baby maybe a zombie like the idea of, that she's been winched up from the river and now she's brought back to life by this you know winched up the river washes the sludge off and the stench of the past that so she's reborn maybe the love sits up. She doesn't sit up. The love sits up, blinks mm. in a maze, and she takes a few shaky steps. And I love that, this kind of idea of, you know, that the man will come or the, the lover will come and save you, change you, wake something up in you, reawaken something in you, bring something back to life that was perhaps dead, you know. Oh, that's great. There's so many layers, isn't there, in yeah. this poem? I love it. The other thing that's so incredible is
0: just how she makes the turns that she makes. It's like she's there with one idea and one image, and then she turns that so quickly. So, even in that very first bit, from you don't know what love is, you you sort of go, oh, okay. And then you know how to raise it in me. Okay, that's all really interesting. And then, like a dead girl, and you kind of go, oh, okay. It's incredible, the turns in it, isn't it? Yeah. Which I yeah. suppose is maybe like, I don't know what you would say about this, Selena, but maybe that's a kind of body imprint in the poem of the kind of turns that you might be in in this kind of experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's not passing blame. But she is saying, I mean, who is she talking to when she says, you know where she's headed, you know she'll wake up with an ache she can't locate and no money and a terrible thirst? Is it you know as in she knows, I know, or is it you, the person that you don't know what love is? You see, Mm -hmm. that's really ambiguous and Mm -hmm. gorgeous as well. It reminds me immediately that certain time of night in a bar when the tequilas start coming out and you know where this is headed and you know you should get that Uber. And then, you you know, it's kind of got that feel to it, which I find quite quite fun, quite dangerous, like being too close to a fire.
0: Yeah. And actually, you've just made me realise that's so clever, isn't it? Because that's the counterpoint of the you don't know what love is, but you yeah. know, you know, then she's kind of using that phrase in such a different way. Mm -hmm. And such a different context.
1: Yeah, it's such a clever poem. I'm just noticing that um, how to wash off the sludge, the stench of our past. So this is an old lover. Yeah. There's a real history here, isn't there?
2: Yeah, actually, I hadn't even noticed that. It's our past, isn't it? It's not my past Mm. or his past or their past. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And then that next line, "How to start clean," so that does follow on. That kind of when we're having a fresh page, a fresh start, we're back together. It's going to be fine, but clearly it's not. <laughs> you know, yeah. This feels it feels like when you shag your ex. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we're all knowingly. <laughs> knowingly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess it's also in that you know how to raise it in
2: me. Yeah. It's definitely the bad ex. It's not a happy ex or a fated love. It's someone that brings out the worst in her, you know, that brings out this, you know, destruction and the sabotage and the the fast car low on the ground. So we go, we're even getting to the destination in a dangerous way. We're going somewhere dangerous, dangerously. Hmm. We all love a bit of danger, don't we? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we think we do until we're dancing in our underwear and and can't get our way home, you know, and no money in a terrible thirst, you know? Yeah. For me, I was like, she'll want to get into a fast
0: car, one load to the ground and drive. I'm just saying, yes, yes, <laughs>
2: immediately,
0: <laughs> you know, it just took me, you know, going from that kind of very scary image of... Something skeletal starting to begin to eat solid food into the kind of an energy of release and drive and freedom. That's what I mean about this kind of switching from one mode to another. She just does that within the same line. I think it might have been Auden that said that in any line of poetry, there must be more than one thing happening. Mm. And I think if I was ever going to have to try and offer somebody a poem, that demonstrates
2: that. I think this is going to be my new one. Yeah. I think what I love about it ultimately is there's no shame in it. There's no guilt or shame in it. There's just a series of things that, that one knows will happen or something we've seen before. It's like, oh, here we go back around this block again, or back with this X again, or back in this story again. And often in poems like this, when I write poems like this, or have written poems in these themes, I tend to sort of be a little unkind to myself, or I paint myself as grotesque, or as bad, or as as some sort of, you know. But in this, she's really not doing that, and that's what I'd really admire, and I'm learning
1: from this poem. That's interesting. Does it give permission?
2: That's back to that line, so to hell, isn't it? It's almost like there's a missing swear word in that (laughs) so to hell line. But the ambiguity would be taken if she'd done that.
1: There's a kind of inevitability about it, isn't there? It's not up for debate. You know where she's headed. You know she it's like there there are no surprises here. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that so to hell. Like you are saying, that ambiguity of the so to hell is kind of, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I am going to press the fuck it button.
2: Yeah, because that's why I, when I read it, I'm reading so fuck it to hell. Yeah. I'm kind of adding that in my head for some reason, but it's not there. There's something so powerful about just the way she's used that there. And then that last line, let the mourners through is gloriously uh, melodramatic like just leave me here like th- th- there's not one mourner there's many mourners coming to witness you know that she's finally submitted or finally just died like you kill me with your love like you you know and th- there's something in that I think it's very gothic mm. let the mourners through don't mind me <laughs> yeah it's got that to it which I love
0: it's great
2: and this other bit here where your tongue down my throat like an oxygen tube. Now, an oxygen tube is saving your life. So the analogy there is that this is a life-giving thing. And so we're back to where we were with those first lines of um, like the dead girl winched up from the river. So the love is bringing the dead girl back up to the surface to the light. And then the tongue down the throat, like an oxygen tube, that's giving air. So this idea of like air and light and love comes from this bad place, you know, which I, which I
1: totally get. That's really good.
2: It's got a very Mae West feel in that, you know, like <laughs> looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> you know, I really admire Mae West, and uh, yeah, and it, so there's a there's a real sort of yeah, like a sass to it, which I really love. I'm um, looking for a word is would it be sassy yeah sort of spicy sassy kind of like twist in there you know it's not at all a victim you know
1: what do you know about kim um, well, I
2: got these three books just recently. This is a new obsession of mine. I know I'm really late to her work. I figure she's a good generation before me and was doing the very much the scene, the New York sort of scene, from what I can pick up, it's very Italian and, and toughy and punky. And just from reading her work, you know, it's so... I'm just going to say it it can be so stuffy, the poetry scene and poetry and literary festivals. And so I just was enthralled and thrilled to read her memoir, her Confessions of a Writing Life, and to read these poems and to find someone, you know, that was having a fun time with it all, as I have always tried to do. Poets are where the party's at. Mm. You know, it's not really, it's kind of funny that we imagine poets to be in sort of frilly shirts, like lying <laughs> in the daisies. When actually, if you go to a festival, the poets of the hardcore lot still going at dawn, well, the poets I hang out with are anyway. <laughs> or maybe it's just me. <laughs> And of course, she's called her memoir Bukowski in a Sundress, which is very cool, because basically a a reviewer reviewed her work and said and, and put it as a put down, like, oh, you're just Bukowski in a sundress. And she actually liked it and wore it as a as a badge of honor. I'm quite new to it. It's very boozy and, and badass and, and really reminds me of what it was like to be a woman in the nineties doing poetry and that kind of poetry rock and roll thing that um, I really signed up for and believed in up to a certain point. But I'm still unravelling, and there's lo- she's got loads of books and loads of amazing YouTube videos and things, so I highly recommend her. What a fantastic
0: introduction. And I love this, what you're saying there about the Bukowski you know, it feels that there's a freedom for men to have a kind of loose, wild identity in their art and, you know, to put a fuck it here or whatever there. And, and I'm sure this is all changing now, as many things are. But I, I still feel that to find that freedom to voice, you know, yeah. into that wild, full self is, is difficult. So the poets yeah. like Kim and yourself who give us that voice are really important to me.
2: Thank you. And I, I really agree with you. When I was younger, like in my 20s, I remember I was called things like potty mouth poet and things like that. But, you know, you wouldn't really say that about a man just because he's used the word fuck. You know, I mean, I used to call myself Selena Saliva. That used to be like my punky sort of name. And I really, it was punk and it was rock and roll and hedonistic and and all of that. But there was a hell of a lot of hard work going on behind all the chaos. There had to have been, because otherwise how would I have survived? You're saying about
0: hard work. And I think, um, yes. And I'm really interested in, you know, how the poem is a friend to you as a writer. What what is she doing here? That that is something you want on your
2: shoulder when you're you know when you're um, at your desk. Okay, so first of all, it's uh, this feeling of a big sister, and it's kind of someone that went before me, and then it's this feeling of recognition and somewhere where I've been and somewhere where I still go. Um, it's that unapologetic thing that I was talking about earlier. That there's no shame or guilt in it. There's there seems to be a real fierce. Thing in there, running through all of Kim's work, actually, that I really admire. And yeah, it's just not prissy. I don't really like prissy poetry. I like poetry to have a bit of spit and fire. I like poetry to have a bit of fury and a bit of pepper on its tail. And and Kim really does that for me. And I, I like that in poetry.
0: And well, we do have this
2: other question, which in many
0: ways, I have a sense of the answer to this very strongly from this amazing conversation, but to ask it anyway, what kind of friend is this poem?
2: Oh, this poem's the kind of friend that would uh, keep me up all night and make me drink all the tequilas and sing until sunrise and tap dance on the table in my underwear, and I would be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Maybe not the underwear part. <laughs> <laughs> Tap dancing on the table singing I can do.
0: <laughs> Kim Adinizio, You Don't Know What Love Is You don't know what love is, but you know how to raise it in me like a dead girl winched up from a river how to wash off the sludge, the stench of our past, how to start clean. This love even sits up and blinks, amazed she takes a few shaky steps. Any day now she'll try to eat solid food. She'll want to get into a fast car, one low to the ground, and drive to some cinderblock shithole in the desert where she can drink and get sick and then dance in nothing but her underwear. You know where she's headed. You know she'll wake up with an ache she can't locate and no money and a terrible thirst. So to hell with your warm hands sliding inside my shirt And your tongue down my throat like an oxygen tube Cover me in black plastic Let the mourners through So that was You Don't Know What Love Is by Kim Adonizio our huge thanks to Selena Godden for being with us, bringing us that amazing poem and conversation and for allowing us to share it with you. And also to Norton, who published the collection that that poem comes from. And the collection is called What Is This Thing Called Love? And we will, as usual, put those details on the description page. I do want to say that Selena's collection, Pessimism, is for Lightweights which I think was initially a chapbook of 13 pieces, is now republished with an extended version in hardback. 30 pieces of courage and resistance available now from the fabulous Rough Trade books. And I've got to say, I think that is a treat for yourself or anyone you might need to be finding a gift for, because I'm sure courage and resistance is something we all need a little fuel for. If you head to Selena's brilliant blog page where you can see some wonderful thinking and writing from her, you can also find dates for when and where you can go and hear and see her, read and perform. What a treat that would be for your summer. So if you're anywhere near any of those festival venues, I would urge you to get along. So, we've been in the tradition of having a, an extra poem. You know, often Michael might invite me to read one or vice versa. Well, obviously, I'm here alone today. But what I did manage to do was, with the help of John, to get into the archive and find something a bit special to bring back as a sort of little coda to this month's episode. So, I'm going to offer you up this fantastic reading of D.H. Lawrence's poem, Escape which was read for us at our last online reading event in the Company of Poems by the wonderful Patterson Joseph. So let's hear it. Escape by D.H. Lawrence. When we get out of the glass bottles of our own ego, and when we escape like squirrels, from turning in the cages of our personality and get into the forest again. We shall shiver with cold and fright, but things will happen to us so that we don't know ourselves. Cool, unlying life will rush in and passion will make our bodies taut with power. We shall stamp our feet with new power
1: and old things will fall down. We shall laugh and institutions will curl up like burnt paper.
0: So it feels like we've been in poems of freedom and poems of courage and resistance. And um, I hope that gives you all a boost for the summer months that remain. It certainly was fantastic to hear that poem back from Patterson. That's about all we've got time for. We'll be back next month with more Poems as Friends. Thank you for listening.